On today's episode of Tough Love, we will focus on the painful experiences that we have all encountered at some point in our lives of being excluded. I'm talking about rejection. I will dive deeper into the mental health and social consequences of rejection and how rejection can eventually be stored in the body as an attachment trauma that impacts our future relationships. Welcome everyone to Tough Love with Dr. Laura Copley, a podcast where we explore all things related to toxic relationships, trauma bonding, healing, and transformative growth. I am your host, Dr. Laura Copley, licensed professional counselor, relationship trauma expert, international speaker, and author of the upcoming book, Loving You is Hurting Me. This podcast expands on my therapy approach with clients who are trauma bonded and also my trainings to teach other therapists and healers how to untangle the past trauma that is still showing up in our relationships now. Your time to deepen your life and explore your relationships begins right now. You guys, not gonna lie here, things have been a chaotic shitstorm lately. Good stuff, not so good stuff. On the bright side of things, I have finalized the official release date of my upcoming book, Loving You is Hurting Me, and I am working with a marketing specialist and and a publicist now through Hachette to begin promoting my book this summer. And it's going to be launched October 10th. So stay tuned for that. Totally wild. So exciting. So be on the lookout for more details on that on my Instagram account. You can follow me there at Doc Copley. And I will have a pre-order sales page up really soon. And, you know, on the not so great side, just some heavy health stuff has been coming up for me that I'm working through. And I got some news at my vet that my dog Jovi has a heart murmur. And they referred me to a dog cardiologist. And Jovi is my sunshine dog. Seriously, she's like a soulmate. She is a seven-year-old golden retriever who came into my life in one of my darkest times that I've been through so far. And when I got this news that she has this heart murmur and that it could be early signs of something serious, along with other medical things going on with me, I, I have hit a bit of a wall with my energy. So this podcast remains so important to me. And at the same time, I have to delegate my energy and overall emotional health thoughtfully. So I am taking things slower while still wanting to bring you some quality material on relationship trauma, healing, and post-traumatic growth. So bear with me. I'm not giving up on this. We're going to keep going. Today, we are going to talk about the last of the five attachment wounds we have been exploring in this attachment wound series. We're going to be talking about rejection. So let's dive in. What is rejection and how can it traumatize us? Rejection, simply put, is the experience of being turned away, dismissed, or excluded by others, most of the time without them even truly knowing who we are at our core, without them even knowing us. We've all been there. We have all had the experience of being cast aside from a person or a group that we wanted to feel connected to or belong to. It, it can occur in various forms. It, it shows up in our romantic relationships. 
It can show up as social exclusion, as in job rejections, or even the feeling of not being accepted by society as a whole because we feel or we're being told that we're somehow so different. Rejection cuts deep because, well, as social beings, which we are, we have an innate need for belonging and connection. We don't want to feel as though we don't belong. So a little story I remember in high school. I was a cheerleader, and there were nine varsity seniors that year, seven of which were best friends with each other. And I wasn't really part of that group. I had I had friends. I was friends with the, cheer, with the other cheerleaders, but there was this group where they were just so tight-knit. They were best friends. And that was all fine for me. I had a different set of close friends while still caring about these girls. But that group of seven seniors, again, some of which were good friends, decided to dub, dub themselves the Sexy Seven. They would do things together and not even consider inviting the other two of us. And it was our last summer camp. They all had these little black shorts on that matched, that said cheer across the booty, you know. And I asked one of them, who was actually one of my better friends from the group, but like, hey, where did you get those? They're so cute. And she looked at me with almost guilt on her face and in her voice, our moms got them for us. So even their moms didn't think, hey, there are two other senior girls that are at this summer camp. There are two other senior girls that are on the cheer squad together for football that spend time with each other every day after school for practice. Maybe we should not leave them out. And this is this happens with like group mentality when when you want to feel special, you want to belong to something, which means that other people get cast out. Exclusivity is really powerful to the mind. And, you know, this was hardly a trauma for me. I didn't carry this with me into my future as a sign of my worth or lovability because, well, teenage girls can be unkind. But, you know, it certainly stung, especially for a 17-year-old girl who didn't understand why her friends didn't care how these little superficial but thoughtless actions would impact someone else. I mean, you know, it, it sucked. It sucked to be one. Uh, it sucked to be the one that was cast aside and not remembered. You know, this is just an example of rejection. Again, certainly not a trauma, but something that hurt at the same time. But sometimes rejection, especially if they cut so deep or they happen over and over again, those kinds of rejections start to dig their way into our identity and that we perceive, we start to perceive it as, as evidence that we are just innately unlikable, unwantable, unlovable. That is when rejection can turn into a type of trauma. Rejection trauma as an attachment trauma occurs when these experiences of being disregarded become deeply distressing and affect our emotional and psychological well-being. It goes beyond the temporary sting of disappointment or having our feelings hurt. 
Repeated or significant instances of rejection can create lasting wounds. It can impact our self-esteem, our self-worth, and overall mental health. Rejection is about you being dismissed as inadequate or inappropriate by a person or a group that you needed to, to see you as adequate or appropriate. It's essentially somebody saying no to you or I don't want you in a situation where you needed them to say yes to you. Because a yes would mean they recognize your value, that, that they recognize your worth. It would mean that you were wanted. So let's explore rejection when it is so severe that it becomes an attachment trauma. When you are ready, here is your dose of tough love. Rejection trauma can manifest in various ways. It may lead to feelings of shame for who you for who you think you are, guilt for things you feel you can't do, and overall unworthiness. It can trigger anxiety, depression, and a sense of hopelessness because well, the need to be accepted is vital to us as humans. One reason rejection can be so traumatizing is that it taps into our fundamental human fears. It activates the fear of being unlovable or unwanted. Rejection can also activate our brain's threat response system. It can trigger the release of stress hormones like cortisol, which then, of course, exacerbates the emotional impact when we're feeling that stress and that anxiety heighten. Over time, these negative emotions can shape our beliefs about ourselves. It causes us to doubt our abilities and isolate ourselves from potential sources of support and connection. So can you see how there might be a negative feedback loop that starts because of rejection trauma? That initial rejection can make you feel as though you are not worthy of acceptance and therefore you start to hold yourself back from belonging. It's a painful cycle that always ends up making us feel so horrible about ourselves. Whether it stems though from childhood experiences, peer interactions, romantic relationships, whatever, the effects of rejection can reverberate throughout our development, influencing our sense of self and shaping our adult relationships, those relationships that we so desperately long for now. So I'm going to take some time now to break down how rejection trauma can impact us across various dimensions of our wellness. So for example, it can impact our developmental wellness, like our self-esteem and our self-worth. Repeated experiences of rejection during childhood or adolescence can significantly undermine one's self-esteem. Because, I mean, we think about this time in our childhood and adolescence. This is where we're, we don't even have anything figured out yet. So when we're being told that we're unwanted without anybody actually knowing us, you better believe that's going to start impacting how our, our development, our, sen- our sense of worth and our self-esteem. Constant feelings of not being good enough or feelings of being unworthy take root, leading to a diminished sense of self-worth. So in turn, this hinders the development 
of a healthy, solid self-identity. And it could impact our overall psychological well-being. And this will flood over into after adolescence, into young adulthood, into our middle ages, into getting, getting older, unless we figure out how to break this pattern. Yes, all from the experience of other people casting you aside, not giving you a chance, making you feel small and unwanted. This is how powerful human connection or lack of it is. It also impacts our sense of trust and emotional safety because rejection can erode trust, especially when experienced in those early stages. And if we don't have those early stages of trust and safety and security built in, we've got a lot of healing to do as an adult. It will result in an apprehension to form close bonds or rely on others emotionally. So then we don't take the chance. We, we keep others at bay or we cling too desperately for them to belong. And, you know, those extremes, we can't form healthy and secure and trusting relationships when we're either pushing people away or clinging to them too desperately. So this can be sabotaging to our friendships and partnerships. If you've been hurt in the past by others, your brain, of course, wires itself to protect you from that hurt again. The fear of being rejected again can lead individuals to erect emotional barriers, hindering their ability to forge these deep and meaningful relationships in adulthood, you know, the ones that we actually want. And then let's talk about just a sense of self and our internalized beliefs. Repeated rejections can embed negative beliefs about oneself deep within the subconscious. So basically, this means that our automatic assumptions about our value is that we inherently lack it. And that manifests in how we represent ourselves and how we interact with the world. This is a distortion of our self-perception where we perceive ourselves as fundamentally flawed, unlovable, or undeserving of affection or acceptance. Side note, you do deserve to be loved and you are deserving of affection and acceptance. This is just what repeated rejection and rejection trauma does to us. And so we build defense mechanisms, not necessarily on purpose, but to instinctually so that we can prevent being hurt that way again, to shield ourselves from future rejection. These mechanisms such as avoidance, emotional detachment, or, you know, even people pleasing serve as protective shields. And it works for a certain time. It helps us not hurt again the same way that we were hurt in the past. But maybe it's not working anymore. Maybe now it's impeding on our personal growth and authentic self-expression. And rejection, as I've said, can spill over into how we form adult relationships too. So we can have fear of rejection. Past rejections can instill a deep fear of being rejected again. And this can manifest in our adult friendships, 
um, relationships that we have at work, and any romantic relationships we want to create. The fear of vulnerability and emotional intimacy may lead individuals to avoid or sabotage relationships to prevent the perceived inevitable rejection that we might feel is bound to happen again. So this leads to certain patterns of behavior. Unresolved past rejections can contribute to the repetition of unhealthy relationship patterns. So for example, someone who experienced rejection as a child may seek out partners who are emotionally unavailable, or they may recreate situations that reinforce that familiar narrative of rejection. And so this is what I want you to do. I want you to actually sit with this. Take some time to reflect on your past relationships. I actually recommend like journaling this bullet points, just looking at patterns and the types of personalities that you seem to be attracted to or patterns at the level of intimacy that you were or were not able to reach with past partners. What have they demonstrated in the past? And then I want you to do it for yourself. So you did it for your partner. Now I want you to do it for yourself. What do you notice about how you handle closeness and intimacy in relationships or how you handle disconnection and distance in relationships? Think about that. What about patterns that relate to how you communicate or how you set boundaries. The impact of rejection can influence an individual's ability to communicate effectively and establish those healthy boundaries that we need. Fear of rejection may lead to difficulties expressing our needs, asserting ourselves, setting those boundaries, having non-negotiables, having those values that we're clearly articulating. And that hinders relationships, that it hinders how satisfied we are with relationships and our ability to let relationships help us grow and evolve. But I want to, I want to say this again, we all experience rejection. We've all experienced it at some point. I mean, think about it. Who else has been rejected in history? Jesus? Nelson Mandela? Martin Luther King Jr.? I mean, it happens even to the great ones. When we are traumatized by our rejections, though, we can feel worthless. But but as so many great leaders in history have shown us, being disregarded by a person or a group does not make you worthless. However, significant and prolonged experiences of rejection can shape our developmental trajectory, as we've talked about. It can influence our sense of self. It can impact our adult relationships. And understanding those profound effects of rejection, understanding that actually, if we learn how to lean into it, we can learn how to let it refine us and empower us to embark on our own journey of healing and self-discovery. Now, that might sound strange, like how can rejection possibly help us grow? Well, short answer is rejection gives you the opportunity to redefine and reestablish and stand in 
your truth as opposed to faking something or putting on a mask or doing what you need to do in order to belong to a group that actually you might not even ultimately want to belong to because they might keep you stagnant. So if we can learn how to take our past rejections as an opportunity to learn who we are and what we stand for and what our non-negotiables are and what our values are and what we believe is right, we can actually refine and grow ourselves. So if, if this is all resonating with you and past rejections have impacted your sense of self, your relationships, and how you interact with the world, it is going to be important to self-validate that first, something real and painful did in fact happen to you. But just as important now, we also need to take accountability over how much we are letting those past painful experiences hold us back from thriving in our life now. It's also important to self-reflect and be curious as to what it is that is making others hesitant to embrace us now. And I, I say that with gentleness because something real, like I said, did happen. Something painful did happen. Maybe you were bullied. Um, maybe somebody broke up with you. Maybe somebody cast you aside. Maybe people treated you poorly without deeply knowing you. And that rejection happened. But if we are allowing that to define us, we are now creating patterns that people are picking up on that maybe make us less approachable. For example, I had a client once that experienced significant bullying in high school. So in college, he held his personality back a great deal. He stayed quiet and to himself. He didn't really contribute or add to conversations. He just sort of tagged along. And this led to people not inviting him to events. And, you know, at, at first he was thinking it from the lens of, you know, like, why don't these people like me? Like, um, and, and, and getting angry and, and blaming the world for this. But through a great deal of work, we started to reframe something that could possibly be happening. And we started to just look at the patterns of how his trauma were still playing out and how he showed up for his life now. We had to work on rediscovering himself. We had to work on taking risks and we had to learn how to show up again. We had to take the risk of letting his personality shine because he had a role in why this pattern was continuing. Taking responsibility for your life now is not the same thing as blaming yourself or being at fault for what has happened to you in your past. Taking responsibility is an empowered state of being. Can you hear that? Taking responsibility does not mean blaming yourself. It does not mean that you are at fault for things that happened to you in your past. Taking responsibility is an empowered state of being. It is reclamation. If you have rejection trauma, it's important for you to adopt what we call a growth mindset. So in the realm of personal growth, the fear of rejection stands as a formidable barrier 
It's capable of stifling our aspirations. It's imprisoning our potential. Can you hear that? That's what it's doing to you. But with a growth mindset, we hold the key to liberation. We are liberating ourselves from the shackles of this fear. With this more unwavering belief in our ability to learn and grow from our experiences, we can recognize that rejection is not a reflection of our worth or or competence, but rather an opportunity for refinement and growth. It is a completely different way of looking at a situation. It challenges us to self-reflect or stand our ground. So we can use the possibility of rejection as a way to navigate our values and our voice. Are we going to silence ourselves? Are we going to hide ourselves? Because another group, a singular group, might have the power over us to dictate our worth. Because if that's the case, we need to remember where the power needs to lie. Out of rejection can develop this compass that points you into the, in the direction of self-growth if you choose to use it for the purpose of expansion instead of stagnation. That is going to be your choice. It's important to remember that rejection trauma is a deeply personal experience. What may be traumatic for one person might not affect another in the same way. Our unique backgrounds, our past experiences, and emotional resilience all play a role in how we perceive and process rejection. But to overcome, we must validate what we have endured, and we must take responsibility for the next steps. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode of Tough Love with them. And if this episode resonated with you, I encourage you to follow my Instagram account at Doc Copley for more free guidance on relationship trauma and healing. And don't forget to be looking for my book, Loving You Is Hurting Me, coming out this fall, 2023. See you next time.